Okay, so Bezras Hashem, tonight we're going to continue with our series of Shirim on entering into the Sea of Wisdom based on the weekly Torah of the Goin and the Tzaddik, Rav Yitzchak Meyer Morgenstern Shlita. And over the past few weeks, we missed last week, but over the past few weeks, the, the Gilion has been shorter. You know, it typically ranges within the 90s. Past three weeks have been in the 50s or so. Part of the reason, I assume, was that there was a big chasana with the Rebbe's Talmidim, some of whom contributed to some of the elements of the Kuntras. There are also other formats in which the Rebbe's Torah is, is coming out nowadays. There's a new type of gilion called Mimayon Sayam, which is much more shaykh to people looking for bite-sized you know, nuggets of the Rebbe's Torah. There's also something that another chasana of the Rebbe just started, which is an English translation of some of the ideas which is titled A Glimpse into the Sea of Wisdom. So there's a lot of different elements. Everybody nowadays, Baruch Hashem, is beginning to hop the importance of what the Tzaddik's Torah is about. And there's a desire amongst many, many people to just share any element of it. So the changes that are afoot, the shifts and the changes and the different frameworks and the mediums in which the Tzaddik's Torah is revealed, I believe is nothing but just a, a resurgence of desire for individuals to find different ways of tapping into the to the Nachlo Sayam, to those streams that surge forth from within the uh, the endless river of the Tzadikim, the endless ocean of the Tzadikim and their Torah. Nevertheless, in spite of the lack in terms of the, the quantity of the writings, qualitatively speaking, the teachings remain, if not have increased in terms of their qualitative intensity. What, what I'm finding more and more, and everything is is that the Rebbe's teachings are becoming clearer and clearer in the points that they're trying to convey. It's not that they were never as clear, they're always clear, but uh, on a certain level, when a person needs the medicine more, the medicine begins to appear. And with urgency, a person begins to find what it is that they're looking for in a situation where without urgency, we may skip over what we so desperately need. So this is a teaching from Chaim Maharan Shir, on the 25th teaching in Chaim Maharan. I don't know what year it was given over. It could be that it was given over this year or a few years ago. But what the Rebbe is talking about, and the Rebbe basically makes a clarion call here. He describes definitively exactly what it is that a person needs to do in their lives as a Jewish individual. Ad kach that Beli Guzma, without exaggeration, the Lashonos of the Rebbe in this keta, in this little paragraph over here, are that a Jew must never, ever forget, never forget that this is the most essential nakuda, this is the essential key ingredient towards success and growth in any healthy, spiritual-minded experience. And that is azus de kedusha, a holy brazenness, a chutzpah de kedusha, a willingness to go beyond our line, to step over the line for the sake of forcing the tzaddikim, for forcing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, to acquiesce to our demands that the Jewish people have a unique trait. We learn about it in this week's Parsha of Am Oiref. They're a hard, stiff-necked people. We remind ourselves of this every Kabbalah Shabbos. But this stiff-neckedness, this unwillingness to, to hear the signs, to read and listen to the messages that we need to understand, doesn't stem from uh, a stupidity or, or spiritual unconsciousness, but rather a stubbornness, a stubbornness that is entrenched within the heart of the Jewish people, which, when transformed and cultivated properly, can, as Rabbi Nachman teaches us, be transformed into something referred to as azus de kedusha. That a person should strengthen themselves. They should awaken within themselves more strength than they actually have. 
the brazenness of Azus is the willingness for a person to make themselves feel, believe, and appear bigger than they actually are. But not in an arrogant way, but in a sense that I will not move one inch until I accomplish the spiritual desire that I have right now. I will not allow the tzaddik to throw me aside. I will not allow HaKadosh Baruch Hu to take away that Ruach HaKodesh within me. I will never allow myself to fall prey to the natural tendency towards despondency and sadness in this world. I will be brazen. I will face it and say, I understand what you're saying to me, Hashem, but I don't care. I'm going to find you in spite of all of this. Rabbi Nachman has a famous teaching where he quotes a Medrash Chazal, which says that the Lashon of Lam Natsayach in Tehillim really represents Mizamrim Lamisham Natschenbo, that we scream out to he who allows himself to be made victorious over. And who is he who allows himself to be beaten? It's none other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu who says to the Jewish people, Nitzchuni Banai Nitzchuni, you have defeated me, you have overwhelmed me, you have pushed my hand to listen to your word rather than to the desire, so to speak, of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu even wanted. Because in truth, the highest source of anything in the entirety of existence is the Jewish Neshama. And when a Jewish Neshama is willing to have Azaz de Kedusha to push forth, even when we feel we have no God-given right to what we're trying to push forth in, we uncover the vistas, the infinite vistas of our neshama, and we push through all of the minios, all of those preventions in each and every one of our lives. This azus to kedusha, this oz, which is represented by the avoda of boaz, which is the what the tikkuni zohar describes as bo oz, that he contains within himself this azus to kedusha, this brazenness, this unwillingness to to give in to the natural tendency to lose hope, but rather to persevere in an even unintelligible level is a mark, it's a sign of the Jewish neshama that believes in spite of all of the signs that tell us not to believe. A belief in rectification in spite of all of the signs of disintegration and all of the various synonyms and opposites that we can use. Rabbi Nachman talks about this point very, very much. But one of the places that Rabbi Nachman describes the secret of Azus de Kedusha is with regards to one's relationship with the Tzaddik, the Tzaddik Emes, the Tzaddike Emes, the Orhat Tzaddikim, the light of righteousness that is sown in the world, which the, the first teaching of the Rebbe from Nishmas and Chaditzin last week was, which was printed in this week for the Divrei Torah that were said over by Parshas Tetzaveh, was the secret of what a Tzaddik is. And the Rebbe has quoted this before. By the name of the Rishonim, I believe, it's that the language of tzaddik comes from matzdik atzadin. That a tzaddik, a righteous person, is someone who justifies the actions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who finds righteousness inherent within the governance that we see in this world as beings that are apparently devoid of the enlivening light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That in this world of separation, it's all too easy to fall into a mindset of lack of righteousness, of leis din v'leis dayin, that there's no judgment whatsoever which is why by Shalashudah's time, by Minchan Shabbos, what we announce in the depths of our consciousness when we have finally ascended to that place of desire, the desire of desire, the freedom to choose how we want to feel, what we say is Sidkas Chatzedek, that your righteousness is righteous, that it's good, it's all good, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're good, your desire is good, your world is good, and even if we can't see it, we can still be Matzdik Hadin, we can say HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I understand that I don't understand, but I know that it's good. And these tzaddikim, this aura of tzidkos in the world, the way that a person has to encounter it is with Azus de Kedusha. 
nobody deserves, nobody has the light of tzidka served to them, nobody can taste of the orhat tzadikim, unless there's a moment of grace, unless there's a moment of avodas matana nasnalo, like the Masil Sasharm ends off Masil Sasharm with, which is that chilasa avoda v'saifim matana, the beginning is work and effort, but the end is a gift. There are moments of gifts, there are moments of chen, of matnas chenam of something that emerges based on zero effort whatsoever. But a person has to have azlus and a person has to be brazen to demand their right to the or tzadikim, to the or HaTorah, to the or of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And only those who have azlus de Kedusha are capable of finally pushing their way in to taste that light. But Rabbi Nachman, in a tautological way, says, but in truth, the only emergence of the capacity towards Azus de Kedusha is the Shefa that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends down to us. So on the one hand, it's a paradox like everything else. On the one hand, it is our brazenness and our unwillingness to be silent for even a second in our quest to connect to all things holy and to believe in holiness and to fight for holiness and to imagine things holy and to cleave and connect ourselves to all things holy, especially when there's unholiness in the world. In spite of the fact that it's dependent on our mysterious nefesh and on our unwillingness to let go and our brazenness to believe in ourselves, even though we have no reason to, ultimately that koyach of, of irrational belief within the Jewish neshama itself is a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. So it's ultimately all a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even our capacity to be brazen, to say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, no, that's wrong, we pass in the halacha like this, and to realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could say, Nitzchuni benay Nitzchuni, you have been victorious over me, you have been victorious over me, that capacity stems from the gift that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given the Jewish neshama, which is bo'oz, that we have O's and Azus within us. The Balatanya in the 36th chapter of Tanya, which as we know the Rebbe has pointed out is the hints towards Kesar within a Sefer of Chachma, that 36th chapter, which talks about the Dira B'tachtoinim, at the end, the Balatani explains as follows, Hashem oiz la'amoyitin, Hashem yivarech as'amoy b'shalom, Hashem oiz la'amoyitin means as follows, that the Jewish people exist as an Ashama that is yearning towards the infinite, but all of that exists only so long as the infinite does not reveal itself, because once the infinite reveals itself in a revealed way, that cleaving, that desire, that yearning is nullified in the light of the infinite. So there's a certain chashash, there's a certain hypothesis that the spiritual quest and the, the spiritual pleasure that emerges out of the desire for spirituality will be nullified, will be snuffed out when HaKadosh Baruch Hu finally decides to reveal himself because there'll be no more separation. The Zakta Balatanya that Hashem Oiz La'amoyitin, Hashem plants within the souls of the Jewish people, the secret of Oz, the secret of this stubborn survival, which means that even after HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself, in whatever sense that makes sense, nevertheless, we will still remain. We will still remain with that Aziz Tikadusha, demanding more and more. The Vilna Gon points this out also in his parish on Shir Hashirim by the Pasuk of Mayim Rabim Loyachlu Sa'ava. That all of the waters in the world, all of the Giluyim and the Chachma and the Meimeh Ha'elyonim and the Meimeh and Sof, they're not strong enough to nullify and to snuff out the spark of that Jewish desire, that Azaz to Kedusha, that brazenness that demands more and more and more from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, even when we don't have a right to. So it is in the context of this Azaz to Kedusha that uh, the Rebbe is describing you know, the Azus of certain Sadiqim. And he goes through a difficult sugi, goes through a sugi of Sadiqim from previous generations who suffered unimaginable things in the process of Avedis Hashem, loss of love, loss of loved ones, difficult things that are difficult to even mention. But the Rebbe goes on and he says that these Sadiqim and their Koychais, this is how Kaddish Baruch Hu fears the Velt, that very often it's the Sadiqim 
as we see from Chazal already, especially with regards to Sadiqim, even from the previous generation and even in our generation, that they confronted Af and Chema, they confronted a world filled with anger and resentment and distortion and all of the reasons to be angry and to feel distorted. But nevertheless, they had the Azaz de Kedusha that allowed them to push through and persevere in their connectivity to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Rebbe goes on and he says that, you know, even though this happened with Sadiqim from previous generations, nevertheless, it's our tefillah, it's our tefillah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will not send any nisyonos that way for the Jewish people to prove their azis to Kedusha, to prove our capacity to get up after we have fallen and to get up after we have fallen and to get up after we have fallen, even a thousand times a day, the Rebbe says. And the Rebbe goes on and then he adds a point. He says, yes. In truth, the previous generations had to go through all sorts of nisyonos. They had to go through all sorts of difficult things in order to clarify and, and exemplify that Aziz Tikadusha, that undying desire and stubbornness that says, Hashem, even if you tell me to stop chasing after you, I'm not going to stop. It's the, the power for a person to say, even if the tzaddik doesn't want me, I'm not going to stop. Uh, who cares what they say? My job is to be makusher to the tzaddik. And so, so the Rebbe says, in our generation, it doesn't have to be like that, because our generation is different. Our generation doesn't need such big nisyonos to prove our desire, because even the smallest nisayon in our generation, to get over that and to push through in spirituality, with spiritual health, in a generation where things are so difficult and concealment is so strong, and the world has gone awry in the way that the world has gone awry, and that which has happened has already happened, the capacity of a Jewish individual to persevere in the path of faith, in the path of avoda, in the face of any mania nowadays, is enough to call that person a tzaddik. It's enough to celebrate that avoda, that small piece of avoda that is done in our generation, more so than so much of the avoda in previous generations. And this is the idea that we've seen before. We've seen it from the Rebbe before, and we've seen it from tzaddikim before. Rav Chaim Vital asks the Arizal, and it's brought down in the 33rd Shar in Shah Gilgulim. Rav Chaim Vital says, how could it be that my generation is going to bring Mashiach, Rabbi? You tell me that I'm a Nisham of Mashiach ben David, you're a Nisham of Mashiach ben Yosef, and we can bring about Mashiach. What about all the previous generations? Zok the Arizal, it makes no difference because it's the difference between night and day. Back then, things were easier. Nowadays, even the slightest gesture towards the right direction in faith and earnestness in, in Bitachon and Amuna is worth an infinite amount in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu because the intensity that we have to utilize to get over the concealment is, is unimaginable. We said the Rebbe was very excited when he quoted the words of the Rebbe Rashab, who said that when Moshe Rabbeinu was shown the book of history, right, he looked through each and every generation and he said, okay, I'm the one who deserves the Torah. There's nobody quite like me. I deserve the Torah. And then he comes to the generation of Rabbi Akiva and he sees Mesir Nefesh and he says, okay, maybe Rabbi Akiva deserves it more than I do. Zu Torah, zu Schara. So Kaddish Baruch Hu brings Moshe Rabbeinu up, as the Gemara Menachos says, to clarify. And it's seen that everything is mi Moshe mi Sinai, that everything is halach Moshe mi Sinai. So Moshe Rabbeinu is satisfied. And then Moshe Rabbeinu comes to our generation. Moshe Rabbeinu comes to the end of history and he says, oh, I can't do this. I can't do what they do. The Messias Nefesh that is demanded by an individual in 2022 for the sake of Emuna, Bitachon, Pshitas, Torah, Tvila, Kashras, whatever it might be, Yishav Adas, Menucha, all of these things demand immeasurable amounts of spiritual energy that even Moshe Rabbeinu, so to speak, was not able to fathom because of the intensity it would take. And the Rebbe says as follows. 
That in truth, with regards to all of the true tzaddikim, already the tzaddikim have gone through what the Jewish people need to go through. They take it upon themselves, like Mashiach Sidkenu, who sits sick in the in the gateways of Rome, alufenu misubalim, suffering and tolerating the suffering for the sake of the Jewish people that our tzaddikim take it upon themselves to be mamtik these dinim. They've already gone through the nesiyonis. Like we see by Moshe, Benu, by Rashbi, and Davin Malka Mashicha, that it's not just that there was concealment, but they experienced the greatest measure of concealment imaginable, all of the concealment within existence. Like the Zohar tells us, and like Chazal tells us. And the tzaddikim of the previous generations have already gone through all of those nisyonos to the extent that the mind can't even fathom what those nisyonos were like. And at this point, we're begging you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, don't give us any more nisyonos. I no longer believe in my capacity to face any nisyon. Don't give me any more. But nevertheless, any Jewish individual, any soul that goes through any type of suffering, any difficulty in this world. And that point, when a person finds difficulty, we have to follow the eights of Rabbeinu, Rabbi Nachman, who says that, What do you have to worry about? I walked before you. I did this already. Our tzaddikim did this already. They walked the path. They understood how bad it would get, how difficult it would get. And they told us that there's still light there. So we have the Eitzah. At least we know that the light is there. And when we experience those nisyonos, we have to makasher ourselves to the tzaddikim, ha'amitim, those tzaddikim who are makasher to, whether it's a father, a grandparent, a spouse. We learn this from Yosef HaTzadik, who in the shas of the biggest nisayon in the world, he saw the face of Yaakov Avinu. He was makasher to that tzaddik to give him bigger koichos. And through that, a person has the capacity to draw down new and, and hidden strengths that existed within them. But in truth, because our knowledge is so small and our consciousness is so constricted and the world is so loud and the problems are so ever-present and the information is so ever-flowing, but as the result of the nature of our generation, even the smallest nisayon, whatever it might be, each according to their own level of understanding, is considered as if it were a tremendous nisayon like in the previous generations. Like the Arizal said over to Taman Muvhak in Sharhel Gigulim, in the later generations, as a result of the emergence of concealment and the permission granted to darkness to block out the light of the world. Even the smallest gesture, the smallest movement towards the light is going to be considered and judged as if it were a massive growth in previous generations. That our mind is so constricted and so mibulbal. 
Nechshav Nisayon Gadol Kafi Madre Gaso. Here the Rebbe is anticipating or utilizing a tremendous theory of trauma, of lowercase t trauma, which is utilized nowadays, that not everybody experiences a capital T trauma, a specific event, God forbid, that can be referenced to as the trauma that breaks things apart. But everybody can uncover within their lives thousands of lowercase t traumas, moments that remind us that our desire does not get us what we want in this world, that what we want when we wake up is not necessarily what we're going to get. And as petty and as small as these frustrations are throughout the day, but MS, when a Jew doesn't get their way, when a Shama doesn't get its way in this world because of whatever external factors, that's enough to be considered traumatic for a Shama. That's enough to make me face an Isayon and overcome it. We know this already from the words of Hazal, whose theory of trauma, whose theory of suffering is so profoundly liberal that it's almost, it's almost unprecedented. Nobody speaks this way. Hazal say, What is the quintessence? What is the irreducible measure of suffering in order to be considered a person who suffers in this world for the sake of God? What is the least amount of suffering possible to still be considered someone who suffers? And the answer that Chazal give is if you want the dollar and you find 99 cents in your pocket, that's enough. Because anytime a Jewish person doesn't get what they want, it reminds us that the neshama is not in direct contact with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when the neshama is not in direct contact with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it reminds us of the tzimtzum. It reminds us of all the concealment and the measurements that are in place in the world. And that's enough to throw us back again into the trauma of Shriya Sakelem and tzimtzum. And that in our generation of our minds are so limited. That any frustration that we face in our lives is a nisayon. And our willingness to find the light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu in that place is the nisayon of Emuna. It's the nisayon of finding a Kaddish Baruch Hu in darkness. Just like the bigger tzaddikim had to find the Kaddish Baruch Hu in their darkness, so too our willingness to draw Kaddish Baruch Hu down into our petty daily frustrations is also nechshav as an ace. It's also nechshav as a Kiddush Hashem she'in kamohu. And through this insight, it's worthy for us to strengthen ourselves, to gird ourselves, to connect ourselves. To receive the light of those tzaddikim, the Sheva Haroan, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, David, Shlomo, Yechide Hadoris, Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbi Shimon Bayoche, the Ariza, the Bashem Tov Akadosh, Rabbi Nachman, all of the tzaddikim, the tzaddikim in our generation, Sha'amdu Benesianis Akashem Biyoser, who stood up in the face of these Nisyanis, that when we connect ourselves to those who came before us and we can contextualize our placement in the, in the late stage of Jewish history, we begin to understand that Mamish, it's specifically us who have the capacity of bringing Mashiach. It's specifically the smallest gestures, the Makabapatish, that final nail that solves the entire riddle that has been taking place since the beginning of creation, in spite of the fact that we only put in the last nail, or we put the last brick in the Beis HaMikdash, so to speak, nevertheless, it's nechshav as if it's on our names. We're the ones who completed it. And that hakol hoyuchimachar hagamira, everything follows he who finishes. And when a Jewish person faces any Nisayon whatsoever, it's like the Rambam teaches us, a Jewish person has to live with the mindset that in this moment, the entirety of existence is standing on equal scales. Good and bad are equalized, and it is this action, this moment right now, that is going to either be machriya the world, it's going to turn the world into a place of merit, or it's going to drag the world back down into demerits. 
Except in the Torah of Hasidus, we have to get rid of the fear of ruining things and just focus much more on the fear uh, on the on the hope of fixing things. It has to be l'ma'al yusa. It has to be a belief, like we said in the name of the Chedush Arim, The Rebbe quoted it before. We gave shir on it, where it's sur tov. It doesn't mean necessarily leave bad and do good. Halavai, a person should leave bad and do good. But in our generation, sometimes it just means ignore the bad and do good. Stop thinking about the power of our small actions in the negative way and only think about the power of our small actions in the positive way. And with that, a Jewish person will believe in themselves more. And in accordance with the belief in our neshama, so too the strength of our neshama grows. Be'ezras Hashem.